We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'd love to tell people that uh, I have this from eight different sources. I I don't. It's just, it's just a gut feeling I have from, you know, talking to people around the team. And also we talked about... You know, the deal that the Cardinals are looking for and that Hopkins isn't looking for a new contract, even though we'll, you know, we'll see how that is because apparently I think he's, he, he has signed uh, with a new agent. I haven't looked that up, but if it's Drew Rosenhaus, you can put it to the bank that he's going to the Patriots because Drew loves to play with Bill Belichick. Number one is I think they trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's their veteran move to sort of help Mac Jones. It's Greg Bedard. On Friday evening, to our good buddy Nick Cattles on the uh, Greg Bedard Patriots podcast there. Bold prediction, DeAndre Hopkins will be a Patriot. And Bedard, if I'm not mistaken, was embedded years ago with Bill O'Brien and the Texans. So he's got uh, good sourcing beyond just your traditional what's in Foxborough. And I know O'Brien's now in Foxborough. But uh, the fact that he's back has me putting some stock in the Patriots and DeAndre Hopkins, which I would love. Out if it's man coverage. Not that. Is. Uh, not, that. That breakdown, not so much for me. But the idea that they could get DeAndre Hopkins, it's what I want them to do. More It'd be than, fun. More It'd than anything fun. else, a receiver is what I want them to do. We've talked about it for probably since our first show together, Mego. Like, we've been talking about how they surround Mac Jones. And that was so long ago. It It was. It was a long time ago. We've been talking about it for it's like a while. Four now. weeks ago. That's yeah, a long time. It's a long I time guess. to be talking about get this receiver, get this receiver, get this receiver. And now they have the opportunity to actually get it done. And I hope they do. Like for all my kicking and screaming, and it's hour number three of Jones and Mego with Arkin here on WEEI. We have your phone call, 617 779 7937 on what they're doing on Aaron Rodgers, potentially to the Jets. If it ever happens, is anybody else uh, with my man Trey Wingo? Okay, on I've, that? I've dropped down from ninety five percent riding with Wingo to I'm like seventy. You're getting scared off by the silence. Yeah. All right, Arkan, where are you? I'm down at like fifty fifty. Now. I'm still ninety nine point nine 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 nine. I still that well, Wingo doesn't break stories, so why is he breaking this one? And it's the only thing that makes sense. Retiring doesn't make sense. Going back to Green Bay doesn't make sense. Going anywhere else, there's no other suitors. It's the Jets or bust. So I don't think it's going bust. I'm sure Wingo's right. But it is the New York Jets, uh, so we'll see. 617-779-7937. Schefter said on TV that uh, Rodgers is either going to play for the Jets or retire, which I think is just posturing uh, towards Green Bay and that he's going to be back at Green Bay. You don't make some big declaration like that Wait. unless you're really, really trying. What? That's, I don't that's, what, that's how you, I take that. You heard retirement or Jets, yep. and you take that as he's going take, back to Green Bay? You take that's neither. what he's saying. Okay. I think that's all crap. 
I think he's going to end up tucking let, his tail back to Green Bay. Just do me a favor. Do you think you're, he's using Schefter as a little mouthpiece to leverage himself Absolutely back to I Green am. Bay? Just, Not to leverage himself back there, but to try and front like he'd never go back there, even though he definitely would. Just do me a favor. He doesn't do want to lose that money. Do what I do half the time and don't listen to him. Just uh, just, 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 leave him off to the side for a All moment. Right. At 617-779-7937. Jonathan Jones is back with the Patriots. Jonu Smith is out. Uh, they've also, you know, freed up $4 million with Jonu Smith on the way out the door. They've made some other minor signings, right? Uh, uh, Carl Davis is back with the Patriots, which doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. They're interested Ray in Philip Dorsett. Raquan McMillan, McMillan, another good one. So there, there's little moves that they've made thus far. I, I have a feeling that with Jonathan Jones coming back, Jacoby Myers will come back as well. But until he does, there's money to spend at the receiver position. And I'm hoping there's some urgency. Can I just hear from Phil Perry on where he believes the Patriots are at? And this ties in with DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm really more interested in Robert Kraft's mindset at this hour. While Kraft is probably sitting here trying to figure out if the Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers like everybody else, what's the mindset with the Patriots and their aggressiveness, their urgency this offseason? Does DeAndre float your particular boat, Phil? Here's what's fascinating about this conversation. I, I think it really depends on how much pressure you think is on the organization at large to really show significant improvement in 2023. Mm -hmm. Because he would improve your team in 2023. I don't think there's any question. And if you feel like you've got to get to the playoffs and you've got to make a little bit of noise, long-term soundness of your overall football operation be damned, then yeah, go get him. Second round pick, fine. He's going to do more for you in 2023 than probably any second round pick in this year's draft would. So and I, the money, I think it sounds like Tom. He's amenable to working on. He has a, a base salary of about 19 million for next year. That would come with him in a trade unless he's willing to work on that. So I, I'm good with that. I just, to me, he's he's not going to be a long term solution, and you would miss out on a potentially good long term player in the second round by trading away that pick. I just think there's pressure. I think Robert Kraft wants to win right now. And I think if you want to do that, you got to get somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. So I I agree that they should be in on DeAndre Hopkins. And I know you found it interesting the the calculus that Bill does there, Mego, of do we want the second round pick? Because they're so good at drafting in the well, second Phil round. Does. Well Phil is I think he's illustrating how they think about it. That's how Bill weighs these things, I think. And he's just relaying that. because uh, they're so good at drafting in the second round. There should be urgency there. There should be urgency not only to win and be relevant, and I, I think that's important, but even if you're talking about the long-term benefit of the organization, there are bigger believers out there in Mac than me, but even I would acknowledge getting Mac right would be a good thing long-term for the organization. So get him a splash. Get him DeAndre Hopkins or your guy Mike Evans or Arkan's guy Terry McLaurin and really set him up to succeed because that's good short-term it's good for buzz, getting asses in the seats, people paying attention, and it really would be the best thing long term. Like I don't I don't see a downside to making a move like that for Mac Jones. I really don't. I'm just trying to sit here and make the calculation of giving up a second round pick is mortgaging your future for a wide receiver. Like I don't understand how the Patriots are in a position to feel that way or to make that calculation unless they're in they consider themselves in a full like all all-in rebuild because otherwise it's like these are the moves that everybody else with young quarterbacks are making right and if you think that you can just totally zag and win another way or if there's some guy in the second round that you are so sure is gonna be a franchise player for you like Taquan Thornton 
I, look, it remains to be seen if Taekwon can like control his speed and get his footwork together. It does remain to be and seen, but gain when you maybe thirty five pounds, wouldn't you feel better if he like did it his rookie year, like some of the other receivers drafted yeah, around him, like George yeah, Pickens or certainly. Alec Pierce? I like Sky Moore, but I put Sky Moore in the same boat. He didn't right. do a lot as a rookie, so I'd be questioning that if I were in Kansas so, City. I I don't even know if it's a if it's a matter of okay, maybe there's a lineman that they want there or some you know I mean, mm-hmm. if it's a player that's going to be with the team for like upwards of a decade, I guess you can say that you're mortgaging your future. But at this point, it's like, I don't what You can't sit there with this as your uh, receiver room, especially if Jacoby Myers is walking out the door, which it kind of looks like because they said the Patriots, essentially their plan was first order of business was to figure out where our own free agents are. So the free agents with us that are walking out the door, they locked down John Jones at a very team friendly contract. It looks like they're letting Jacoby Myers go out and explore the market, yep. which is heavily in his favor because it's such a bad wide receiver free agency market. So it seems like he's going to come back with a higher number than they're going to be wanting to pay. So, and then you're left with this receiver room. And can you really supplement that through this draft? I mean, not the way they've drafted. They can try, and I, I hope they try, but that would be a, a big roll of the dice. My fear is what I think they're doing right now. I think they got $4 million extra bucks, traded Johnny Smith for a seventh-round pick. All-time bust of a signing, by the way. And I think some might look at that as a cautionary tale for the Patriots. I do, too, but probably for different reasons than most. I think they got the extra $4 million because they know they need it to bring back Myers. So my guess is what they're doing is just a guess. My guess is it's Jonathan Jones and Jacoby Myers back, which, great, you kept a couple of good players. They are good players. How are you any better than a year ago? By bringing those guys back, it's the same. So you have a coordinator now. Fine. That that means. I mean, Bill that's o- their. That, that would is, be their argument. That is their if logic. That's how it plays out. My my argument would be okay. So what are you? Maybe a win or two better. Maybe you're maybe you're a nine win team. Maybe you're a ten win team. Maybe you're in the playoffs. Maybe. I bank on the easier route: the offensive coordinator and the talent. That's what I would do. Uh, how do you feel about what the Patriots have done so far? Which isn't much. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. And what do you want to see them do here over the course of this legal tampering window, which opened earlier today? Free agency doesn't officially get going until Wednesday afternoon. Again, 617-779-7937. Arkan, I know you wanted Jonathan Jones back. He's back in the fold. What do you think they're doing with Myers? Um, For Myers, I think that it's going to be a different story than what happened with Jones just because in the Jones situation, you have such a small room there that you needed bodies. And if you could get this guy back at $19 million, and I know it's a backloaded contract, so in this first year you're not really going to have to pay all that much outside of the signing bonus. It's a pretty good uh, team-friendly deal as far as that's concerned. And there's also been talk about maybe moving him to safety. So, you know, he may not even be in the in the cornerback room, but I think there was more of a uh, – with McCourty retiring too, there is more of a need for defensive back, just a body at defensive back than there is at wide receiver. And I think that, you know, a, a price like that for Jonathan Jones, that's about right. I think we all agree that the price for Jacoby Myers is maybe not prohibitive, but it's definitely high, and it's probably higher than anybody in this room wants to spend or anybody in that room or anybody at Foxborough really thinks uh, Jacoby Myers is worth spending on. The John U. Smith thing to me, is like, okay, good, they got rid of him. They should have gotten rid of him. I don't need him back on the team. But that is how they think. Remember in free agency that year, they spent a ton of money, right? They spent the most money that year in free agency. They were the number one spending team, uh, not just like that year, but the most they've ever spent in free agency. And 
instead of paying a receiver, and Arkan, you know this, this is one of my criticisms of them that offseason. And looking back, the receivers I probably wanted them to get, Kenny Galladay and guys like this were all busts too. So you would have been in the same spot. But I, I liked the idea better of paying one receiver than paying two tight ends. I liked that idea better. I said, that tends to be the way things work in the NFL. Like, you made it work with Gronk and Hernandez years ago with the two tight end offense. Mm-hmm. But what I would rather do is pay a stud wide receiver. And again, Galladay and Will Fuller and all those guys that offseason, they all went bust too. I like the makeup of the roster better with the stud receiver than two tight ends, but that's not how they think. They go, well, we can get two players for the price of one, two good players instead of one great player. And two good players are better than one great player. That's how Bill thinks about it. I think that offseason is a lesson, and I hope they learn from that. But my fear is they didn't, and they'll probably use the savings on Jonu Smith on another tight end and try to do the same thing just with different personnel, and I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, I think they were also in a different uh, situation there where their roster is in better shape now than it was back when they were going into that free agency. So they ended up having to spread a lot of money over over a lot of guys, overpaying them just to fill out the roster. And that doesn't appear, you know, their roster isn't the strongest. They have good talent overall, but it's not elite talent. So if this could be a more of a complimentary free agency of going out, sure, maybe you need to spend big on a right tackle to bring in a right tackle to shore up the line. That's not the sexiest thing. Maybe you can get a right tackle in the draft or something and then go out and spend and make a really big splash with the DeAndre Hopkins or something like that trading. So that's still what I want. And Bedard, when he made a bold prediction, said Hopkins to the Patriots. I'd love it. How would you guys feel about it? 617-779-7937. And at bare minimum, at least they'd be doing something. I got my hopes up a little bit earlier today. I'm like, ooh, they traded Jonu Smith. Ooh, Jonathan Jones is back. Maybe a lot of dominoes are going to fall like a few years ago. Not the case yet, but there's still plenty of time. Don't panic, Jones. Calm down, Jones. Back off the ledge, Jones. Again, we'll get to your feedback. 617-779-7937. And, uh, well, I do want to compare and contrast what one team is doing for their young quarterback and what the Patriots should be doing for theirs. That's right after Trending with Christian Arcan. The Rich Keefe Show, weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Well, we got a source-off going on right now regarding Aaron Rodgers. Trey Wingo, about an hour ago, reported that he hears Rodgers to the Jets is done and that history is about to repeat himself. Uh, Ian Rappaport tweeting that there is nothing that has happened as of now between Rodgers and the Jets and that he wished something had happened, but nothing has happened. No one else has reported anything. Rodgers may be a Jet. He may not be. Who knows? But according to Trey Wingo, it's basically a done deal. Here's something that's definitely a done deal. Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a Raider. It's a three-year, $67.5 million deal with $34 million guaranteed. That reunites Garoppolo with Josh McDaniels. Jared Stidham is signing a two-year deal with the Broncos. Chargers running back Austin Eckler has reportedly requested a trade after talks of a contract extension stalled out. Mike White, formerly of the Jets, has signed a two-year deal with Miami. And the Chicago Bears continue their big offseason as they sign former Buffalo Bill Tremaine Edmonds to a four-year contract. Bruins fell to the Red Wings yesterday, 5-3 to three your final score. They'll look to bounce back tomorrow night in Chicago. Celtics seek their third straight win tonight as they visit the Rockets. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock in Houston. Celtics going forward this season will be without one of their top assistant coaches. Damon Stoudemire informed the team yesterday, today that he's finalizing a deal to become the next head coach at Georgia Tech. Red Sox got absolutely mollywopped by the Blue Jays today, 16-3 your final score. 
score down at Fort Myers. The Revolution blanked 4-0 by LAFC last night, and the Free Jacks won their home opener in Quincy Saturday 34-31. With weekly weight loss, be on your way to a lighter, healthier you by opening day. Awaken 180, the official weight loss program of the Boston Red Sox. I'm Christian Arkey, and that's what's trending. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. What does this all mean for Fields in Chicago? Justin Fields will play MVP-level football for the next two seasons. And, and that's what the Bears believe, and this trade helps that. I like the trade for both places. Carolina needed the jump, and now Justin Fields has a chance. I mean, Mike T., when you say he hasn't had a lot to work with, I, 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 would, I would argue that like he's had the worst situation in the, in the NFL to work with. All right, now that's even a little strong for me, Dan Orlovsky on Get Up earlier today. Is this Halloween music? Is it? No. What is it? It's the Gorillas. Sounds ah. like Halloween music. It's the Gorillas, Mego. How could you not know that? How could you not know that? <laughs> uh, you know that's the the lead singer from Blur. Did you know that? The Gorillas? Is that true? I think that that's is, true. That yeah. is true. I, I, I didn't know that until uh, like a few years ago. But Dan yes. and Albarn. There you go. Same guy. Blew your mind. Wow. Blew your mind. Wow. Why you, don't we do 10 minutes on that? Hard Rock Jones over here. <laughs> Remember Blur's one good song? It's all, it is all they had. It's true. Uh, so I think that was even a little strong for my taste from Dan Orlovsky on Justin Fields. Dan Orlovsky was overly praising a quarterback. That's no. a good point. It's a good point. He doesn't we pra- love him. Friend he doesn't the praise program, them all, though. He doesn't praise them all. He praises most of the young ones. Yeah, well, some of the good ones he nitpicks, which I find very ironic with him. But I digress. So he thinks Justin Fields can have an MVP-type season. Fine. He's even more bullish on Justin Fields than me. Can we all agree? Not, that what, not one season, two seasons. Well, fine. Good point. Can, can we all agree that what the Bears did on Friday is what the Patriots should do for Mac Jones? And it's Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. Uh, we have Meg explaining with Megan Adelini about uh, 20 minutes from now. So mark that down. We'll get back to your phone calls at 617-779-7937. If anything happens with the Patriots, we'll be sure to update you. It's not right now. If anything happens with Aaron Rodgers, we'll be sure to update you. It's not right now. So we have our eyes on all of it here in the legal tampering window before NFL free agency officially gets underway on Wednesday. But as we all know, it's up and running. It's going. Uh, when it comes to the Bears, they're doing the right thing for their young quarterback. And I'm not saying the Patriots won't. Every second that ticks by, I'm getting more and more nervous that they won't. And this has been my fear all offseason. Like, fine, you're sticking with Mac. Okay, I wouldn't do that. But you are. Now how do you get the most out of him? 
you have to do more than just change the offensive coordinator. You need to get him the equivalent of DJ Moore, which the Bears did. So maybe that's DeAndre Hopkins or another name at wide receiver. They have to do that. And the Bears, since then, by the way, are not done. They signed Tremaine Edwin, uh, Edmonds from the Bears, uh, Bills rather, to the Bears. They signed TJ Edwards, a linebacker uh, that now is on the Bears as well. They just added an offensive lineman. So I was hoping for a little more glitz and glam, like another weapon for fields in the passing game beyond just DJ Moore. But the Bears are spending. The Bears are trying to put their third-year quarterback in a position to succeed. What are the Patriots doing, and do you trust them to do it? Right now, the answer is nothing and no. That's that's my feeling on it at this hour. This is what I don't understand because we all agree that this looks like a make-or-break year for Mac Jones, and you want to figure out if he's going to be somebody that you can invest serious money in, either in an option, as Miami is doing, or a long-term, an extension, a contract. And I think the best way to figure that out is not just give him a real coach. Like, hey, Arkan, you said this before the show started as we were talking about it, like everybody has a real coach for the most part. Right. What happened last year was very unusual. That just gets you back to neutral. Exactly. Yes. So I don't understand why you wouldn't make another big change in order just to see what he can do when given a weapon like that. And it's not to say that then he should expect to have a, a really high-end weapon on every roster if he's going to be the Patriots quarterback going forward like 10 years or anything. But don't you want to see the high end of what you can get? Yes. Don't of you course. want to know where the ceiling is or at least be able to see where the ceiling could be? And so I, I don't really get it. If it's make or break, why aren't you following the playbook that all these other teams are with their young quarterbacks? And, you know, I think Miami would have been such a perfect case to follow if it hadn't been for the injuries with Tua. And that's just a fluky, unfortunate thing. But otherwise, like, I think they can at least look at it and say, Tua is worth this option. Like, using this option for Tua in this year is underpaying Tua. And we can see if he stays healthy, and then we can make a decision going forward. Yeah, look, I, I wish the Patriots were doing what the Dolphins did a year ago or what the Bears are doing right now. And I said this on Friday. I, I right now, I'd rather be Chicago than New England. I'd rather be the Bears with Justin Fields and DJ Moore than the Patriots with Mac Jones and what? What? So they should have been in on DJ Moore. We talked about this earlier, Mego, and you guys can agree or disagree. 617-779-7937. I agree with you. DJ Moore just got traded. I, I'd rather have DJ Moore than DeAndre Hopkins. I like Hopkins. I'm not going to kick and scream and complain if they get DeAndre Hopkins for Mac Jones. In fact, it was my plan way back when this offseason. But I would have preferred DJ Moore. I didn't quite know he was available. I didn't know that he could have been had. I'm annoyed the Patriots weren't in on him. And I'm annoyed the Bears are doing a better job for their third-year quarterback than the Patriots are for theirs. I'd rather be the Bears than the Patriots right now. Sitting here today at 428 on the Monday of free agency, I'd rather be in that same boat. Arkin, DJ Moore or DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, DJ Moore for me, but I wouldn't rather be the Bears. The Bears' defense sucks. I mean, it was the worst defense in the league. 27 points per game they let up, and I know they just made some moves today. but Yeah, they knocked, I, they knocked Mac out of the game, but yes. That's true, they did, but you know that wasn't exactly some big accomplishment last nope. year. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that there, offensively, there's a lot of potential there, clearly. But to say that I'd rather be the Bears, I mean, that completely ignores the other end of the ball. I guess. I mean, the Bears beat the Patriots last year. I like their quarterback. The four wins they had. Sure. Yeah. I, like, I think it was only three. I like the I like the Bears. That was the last game they won in the season. I like their quarterback better. I like the Bears quarterback better. They beat the Patriots last year. They're spending like crazy to shore up their defense. Who knows if they actually will? And they got their quarterback a weapon. What have you done? 
So that's how I feel about you it. You got him a coach. You got him an offensive coordinator, which again, great. Now you're the rest of the league. What else are you going to do for him? Again, 617-779-7937. Speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, and it's funny, the text line is a little more down on DeAndre Hopkins than I would have thought. 37937. Do they think he's like 36? Jones, you're a moron. <laughs> Why would you want to pick up an old over-the-hill wide receiver via free agency? It's not a free agent, but it would be via trade. Uh, Phil Perry gave you at least a reason to have some pause around DeAndre Hopkins. Here's what he had to say about Hopkins and his attitude. Listen, you bring somebody like DeAndre Hopkins in, Tom, and you make him your highest paid player on the team. Like there, there are, there are locker room dynamics that go along with that. You know, are you sure you want to give him that sort of status? The second he walks into the building, a guy who is, you know, the way he's been described to me, people who know him and been around him is he's sort of just perennially disgruntled (laughs) right like he's just there's always something going on with him and i think you have to put up with that uh, to a degree to bring somebody like that into your locker room but that would be worth considering so i'd agree it's worth it and part of the reason you're probably getting him for a second round pick and everything else is because that attitude has gotten around and people know how hopkins is viewed and how he carries himself that's maybe part of the reason you can get him for a lower cost. Maybe it's part of the reason he's a distressed asset. Those are the kind of players Bill loves to pounce on. But if he's going to bring that with him to New England, I don't know that Bill wants to get in on that. I think it's worth the roll of the dice, but I, I at least understand fans or even the Patriots saying he's mercurial, he's unhappy, and he wants a contract on top of it, and he's 30, and he got popped for PEDs, and what? All those red flags, it's not worth it. I'd counter it by saying, well, he's the best receiver you have by a mile, so just get him and worry about the red flags later, but I at least understand people saying his attitude isn't all there, and I, I thought that was, you know, certainly it gave me pause hearing Phil Perry say that. Yeah, I, it's it's a legitimate concern, but let's look at the rest of the offense. Is there, you know, a young Justin Jefferson type no. receiver who no. you're afraid the chemistry is going to get screwed up with no. or it's going to take away looks from because Mac has to target DeAndre Hopkins more than this other guy. Like they're not really in that position. No. So I would hope that everybody's a pro and you can make it work in this locker room. I think I've asked you this before and you're talking about young receivers. Myers maybe isn't a young stud, but he's, he's a receiver that works with Mac and we do know that. Uh, would you rather have would you rather extend yourself a little bit for Jacoby Myers? Call it, you know, 14, 15, whatever the high end is. So kick in a couple extra million. I know you have a line in the sand on Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Would you rather extend yourself a little bit for Myers, which if I had to guess at this hour, that's what the Patriots are doing. That's why they traded Jonu Smith. That's why they freed up a little more money to extend themselves for Jacoby Myers. Would you rather do that or would you rather trade for Hopkins? I Or someone like Hopkins. It's hard without, like, looking at a specific contract. I would rather go for a splash like Hopkins. Me too. A Hopkins himself. Why are we extending ourselves not, for Myers? Right. Um. I mean, Myers, like there's a lot of intangibles there that are really nice. And he's very steady on the field. He's a steady Eddie. Like he's I don't not want an steady. elite talent. They have, too, they have too much steady. Oh, so you're saying that as a negative, which is how I would say it too. They have enough steady. They, they need actual hard, talent. That's why it's hard to look at it and go, you know, nice guy, great guy, locker room leader, great chemistry with everybody. Usually makes the right decisions, dependable hands. But at the same time, it's not... It's not the level of receiver that all these other young quarterbacks have. I agree with that, but I also think that Mac Jones has thrown more passes to Jacoby Myers than any other player, and that matters in the early development of a of a quarterback like this. 
you don't need to make it one or the other. That's sort of how I feel. It doesn't have to be one or the other. I think you can retain Jacoby Myers Fair. and uh, get DeAndre Hopkins and keep it moving without you know having to make it some big Sophie's choice. If it's one or the other, I'll take Hopkins. But I do think there's value in both, and I would go for both. Okay. Well, that, maybe they can go for both. Just what, what sounds more like them? Like already trading for Hopkins Myers. doesn't sound that much like them. But doing both, does that sound like them? Sign a million receivers. I'd love you to do that. But that that doesn't sound like them. So they're probably bringing back Jacoby Myers. That's probably what they're doing. And that'd be my guess at this hour. I would I would be so underwhelmed by that offseason. See, the plan... Just keeping your guys on a team that stunk last year. The plan... Because what? Because Mac, Mac likes to throw to him? So what? Get Mac out of his comfort zone a little bit. Uh, that's what I'd say. But the plan that has been reported over and over again is that the Patriots are focusing on their free agents first and figuring that out, and then they'll go and figure out the rest of the market. And if that's the case, then it seems pretty clear that they're letting Jacoby go out and shop himself around. And if that's happening with the way that the market is right now for free agent wide receivers, he's going to come back with a pretty big price tag. And do you really think that they're going to sit there and give him 14 they might. 15? They might if nothing else is available. I'm see. We don't need breaking news for this, but I'm seeing, and this is from multiple sources, or at least uh, not Trey Wingo. It looks like it's Rap Sheet and people retweeting Rap Sheet now that I look at it. Oh no, Jeremy Fowler as well. Jesse Bates to the Falcons, which is one that the Patriots have been talking about. Are you uh, actually? Do you actually care about that, Ryan? No, I just. It's more of like the Fal. Like, what are the Falcons doing? Are the Falcons drunk? Probably. Their, their team blows, and they're like, well, you know what's going to really get us to where we need to be? Top-line safety. I, I found out a quarterback. Smith. I found it odd that Reese was pumping up Jesse Bates over the weekend because that, to me, means whether they get him or not, and obviously they didn't get him, that, to me, means the Patriots think they need a safety, which the three of us all disagreed with on Friday. Mego, Arkan, myself, we were all like, no, they don't need a safety. They lost Evan McCourty. Whatever. They have enough in that safety room, not a priority. The Patriots disagree. Yeah, other people disagree. They're going to take well, Brian Branch <laughs> with that 14th pick. But that's Mark fine. My words. But then this is why I just this is why I think their whole way of thinking is outdated. They're like, "Crap, we lost the safety." When they should be thinking about how they don't have any receivers. That's how they should be thinking. My fear is it's not how they're now thinking. We need the quarterback and the defense. Remember, receiver is the last yes. position to look at no, I on know. an offense. Yeah, no, you, I know. Bill Walsh always said you need a fourth <laughs> safety before you get a top receiver. 617 797 Greg's in Connecticut. Go ahead, Greg. Greg? Greg. How you guys doing? Hi, Greg. Apparently, apparently the nor'easter's already started out there. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Apparently, that's already, uh, that's already going on. He says Hopkins is a better option than Myers because he would free up uh, the defense. He would free up, uh, he would create double teams, draw double teams, and that would create other options for other players out there on the field. Okay, so he's going to be like a really, uh, he's going to be just a very expensive like well, no, decoy. No, he's a guy. No, this is why you pay for top talent because top talent. You have to game plan for. You don't have to mm-hmm. game plan for Jacoby Myers. That's true. So you have to go into a game saying, how are we going to stop DeAndre Hopkins? And that makes it easier on everybody else, including I'm not sure Matt. that's like the number one, the highest priority I'm giving to a wide receiver, though, is no, what but, a great decoy. No, no, no. But I, I wouldn't. he can beat double teams. But I'm just saying teams would have to throw multiple defenders at him, and that should make things easier on Mac. I do agree with that logic. If that's all he's doing, he's just a decoy, not enough. You're right. And my fear with their free agency a couple of years ago, the Jonu Smith trade, moving on from him today. One of the worst signings they've made, Mike Reese. When Mike Reese is saying it's an all-time free agent oh, bust for Bill Reese, Belichick. Big piece. What's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Finane, uh, Antonio Brown, and now this signing, Mike Reese narrowed down as the worst free agent signings of Bill Belichick's tenure. 
I'm guessing Bill looks at it and goes, or even Robert looks at it and goes, we were active on day one. This is why you don't be active on day one. This is why when we say everybody else is stupid for going out and spending on day one, they are. And we were right all those years. We shouldn't have gone out and spent like crazy. I have no problem with them spending. I had problems with who they spent it on. And I said this at the time. I'm like, great, you're spending. I applaud you for spending. And it still worked. They went from a seven-win team to a 10-win team and a non-playoff team to a playoff team. So the spending did work. It would have worked better if they spent on actual good, talented, day-one-level players. They did it. They waited out the market, or they're waiting out the market as their typical strategy. Instead of waiting it out that year, they just overpaid a bunch of guys on day one. And guys like Jonu Smith and guys like, I think, God Chow and Jalen Mills and uh, I almost said Philip Dorsett, <laughs> who they're talking to. Uh, he might as well be Philip Dorsett. Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Henry Anderson, all these guys they rushed out and paid, they weren't day one guys. And we're seeing now, with the Patriots moving on from some of them, already Jonu Smith, soon to be Aguilar, they were never day one guys. So don't pay them on day one. Get the actual good players. Do you see what Bates is getting? Yeah, I, I didn't, was just about I did to not say. see the money. I only saw he's so, going to Atlanta. I didn't see the numbers. Tom no. Pelissero from NFL Network says he's getting four years, $64 million, and gets $23 million <laughs> in year one. So does that make you nervous at all? That the Patriots might be looking at these numbers that other guys are getting? Yes. And going... With this, we're not doing this. That's again. the fourth highest safety contract again. in the history of the league. I think Spot Track had him at like four fifty. But I'm just saying. But am I getting nervous that good players are getting snapped up and the Patriots are like, we'll wait it out. Well, we'll get a good player. We'll making, wait it out. They're signing these wild contracts with the Falcons. Yeah, but I'd rather have the Patriots sign. A, I'd rather have them pay a premium guy like that. And like maybe we can. And again, I don't even want a safety, so maybe he's not the perfect guy to like die you, on that hill. I. I I think I know you well enough to know you'd be losing your mind if, if it was the Patriots signing base. So, here, for so, so I, prom- I promise you right now, any big contract, I will not rip them for the idea of paying somebody. I won't do that. I will Even pivot. on the defense? I will pivot and say, was it their biggest need? But I'm not, I didn't rip them for the John U. Smith signing. I, I, it, was, it wasn't like what I wanted them to do that offseason, but I didn't rip them for it. they needed tight ends that year, I, but that was also because they hadn't drafted the tight ends previously. They needed, they needed receivers oh, no, more. They drafted tight ends. They, well, not <laughs> yeah. well. Dalton Keene, Ryan Izzo. They needed receivers that uh, year. Lacoste. And they still need receivers. So, no, I, I would not rip them for signing a big contract. I would say was that their biggest need, but I wouldn't rip them for overpaying Jesse Bates. You should, you should overpay what are considered top-of-the-market day-one guys. He's at least considered a day-one guy. You know, Nelson Aguilar was never a day one guy. So what were you rushing out and paying him for? If you don't get Bates on day one, somebody else will. That I get. And if you overpay, you overpay. I'm just sitting over here stunned that it's been two hours of silence after (laughs) Trey Wingo's tweet. On Aaron Rodgers? Like, I joined Team Wingo, and I'm now... What are you at now? 63%. I'm sure Wingo's right. Arkand? I'm still 50-50. I'm st- you can't do 50-50. you got to pick a side. Pick a side. 51-49. Fine. 50.1 to 49.9. wingo so, oh, you're, so you're under wow. 50. Yeah. Okay, good. 50-50 just means you you, you, you haven't, you you haven't picked. You're it, at yeah, 99% you wingo. I'm yeah. at 50-50. I dropped from 95 to 65. That is... I, I you don't understand the difference between 99 and 50-50? I understand that I have... 50% less uh, faith in Wingo than you do, which I think is substantial. I know, but like, so now you think Wingo's wrong? Yes. Okay, good. I just wanted you to not have a cop out there. Now you, you now think Wingo's wrong. Sure. Okay, good. 617-779-7937. We have Meg explaining with Megan Adelini next. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg explaining. Meg explaining. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss. 
guys watch the Oscars last night? I I would say I watched the entire thing. I was in and out throughout the entire thing last night. So, yes. All right. Uh, we're going to talk a little movies for Meg Splaining today. Nice. If there is breaking news, aside from Trey Wingo's account, can we please uh, yeah, if Trey jump Wingo, in? If Trey Wingo has any other big breaking if stories, please Aaron let Rogers, us know. If it's Lamar Jackson, if it's Patriots adjacent, let's break for that. Otherwise, if it's Trey Wingo, I think we can wait until five. I think we're going to we go agree? uninterrupted here in this segment. Okay, great. Um, so this thought came up to me twice this weekend and most recently watching the Oscars. Um, I only saw two of the Oscars movies, but this really, I really started thinking about this Friday. So Friday I went to go see my parents and okay. celebrated my dad's birthday. We went out to dinner and drinks. It was great. And then we came back and the only thing my dad wanted to do was watch Goodfellas. <laughs> Just start the movie Goodfellas and watch Goodfellas. Good movie. Goodfellas is probably in my top 10 favorite movies. So I was like, yeah, of course. I probably haven't watched Goodfellas from the beginning yep. in like seven years, you know, sure. like all the way from the start. How do I know? You said I'm funny. <laughs> so we watched Goodfellas and I started thinking about this because I was like, you know, it's kind of weird that my dad just randomly wants to watch Goodfellas. I'm more of a Goodfellas person than a Godfather person, uh, personally. And then going to the Oscars on Sunday, I talked about this a little bit with Boston movies. It feels like when we don't have prestige mob movies or mafia movies, we're missing something in the culture. Doesn't it feel that way? Like, I feel so you like... It's been a while since we've had a good... I know. There was The Irishman that came out. That was not yep. good. I didn't I didn't, didn't watch it because I was, I was really um, overwhelmed by the time, and I just heard it was very slow. Yeah, what was slow. it like? Was it like three hours? It yeah, was it was three hours, three hours right? and Ugh. there was a scene where... Elderly Robert De Niro beats up this guy in the street, and it was just the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I honestly, like, like if you wait, if you look was, up the scene, he's it was like, sad because of the man being victimized, or because Robert De Niro this was is not just what, believable. This because, is just what Bob De Niro stooped to. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was De Niro kicking a guy. It, it was really, I, I can't describe it. You have to watch it. It was really sad. I won't. It was a sad thing that you, that, that you saw. What would it. you say the last good mafia movie that came out was? Because I think it was actually probably The Departed. I mean, it's the first one that comes to my mind, but again, that's when just... When I think of, like, a modern mafia movie. That would be the first one that comes to my mind. I'm not... I wouldn't stand by it, necessarily, if somebody has and a better suggestion. And it's not even that great. Casino came out in 1995. Yeah, Casino's old. That's Goodfellas, old. Goodfellas, old. I mean, Godfather's older. I'd rather watch Godfather than Godfather than 2, Departed Godfather... I mean, you don't want to count Godfather 3 no. when you're talking about this. I would. Godfather not. 2, no. old. So, so it's your contention it's been a while since we've had a good it's mob movie. It's been a long time. And I feel like there is still a plethora of material out there. And so I, this is just, again, pleading to Hollywood. And I don't know how much of this is that everything has to be, you know, sorry, Keith, earmuffs. Everything has to be like a superhero movie sequel. Right. right. Like Ant-Man and the Wasps take over Vegas or something. So or you- it has to be like a tiny little studio flick about like, oh, isn't this like a nice story about coming of age, whatever. So what are you requesting? You're requesting a remake? Or so- you're requesting something new? I'm requesting something new. You're not. You're not like remake the Godfather. Okay, I have <laughs> That's not you, an right? idea. Okay, this is a. I like the stories that are based in reality. Okay, um, and usually they're the best mob movies I find are based off of books. Um, okay, Goodfellas was a uh, like a real life story that was written by somebody on Long Island. Hey, Spidey, good for you. So uh, Henry, well, yeah. What. Right? Didn't he write his own book? Didn't Did Henry he write, write the I thought book? it was the... Was uh, it, I, don't, I, don't know I thought what, it was the cop who wrote it. 
I don't know oh, what it was. I don't know what it was adapted from, but yes, it was about Henry Hill. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't do deep research on Goodfellas. I got to be honest. I had a Meg explaining because I was thinking about your dad didn't talk your ear off about no, where it, where no, it was adapted no. from. Oh, you know what was close though? What that uh, House of well, not not Versace, the other one, House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Yes, that was like almost a mafia movie because there's was that a movie? Spoiler alert! There's a hit in it. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, okay. Twitch chat brings up Black Mass, which is the that story about Woody Bulger. I mean, that movie. Oh, so it's really got to be bad. mob movies, but you have to like it's got to be a mob movie that passes uh, mega muster. I'm there. sorry. Yes. Did you think Black Mass was good? I you, did. Did you find Johnny I, Depp compelling in that role? I didn't see all of Black. I, I thought the guy who played. Uh, I thought the guy who played Flemmy was good. Um, the guy who played Steve, Fle- uh, Rory Cochran or whatever, the guy from Dazed and Confused who played Flemmy, he was good. Okay, he was, was the, he was the best part of that movie. Johnny, Johnny Depp's Depp. horrible yeah. bald cap. I think that's time. all I saw. I just saw like, uh, clips of just how Johnny Depp looked of that. I didn't see that film. Okay. Do you know who Robert the Cook Gentile is? No. Robert the Cook Gentile. Gentile? Even in death. Uh-huh. This is from the Hartford Current, remains at the center of one of the world's great art mysteries. The robber, the robbery, more than a quarter century ago of five hundred million dollars in paintings and other works Stuart from Gardner? Boston's Isabella Stewart. Gardner so are you're Museum. now you're combining your movies yes. ideas. You're combining so your I, movie okay. idea. Here's, here's I didn't recognize the, the name, but the second you said he was at the center of a heart, of, of of something, and he was so Connecticut, from, I'm like, this has to this be is from, from 2021. Yes, yeah, from Stuart Gardner. So Gentile died, and I hope I'm saying maybe it's Gentile. Uh, I'm going to go with Gentile. I don't know. Gentile died in September, bitterly complaining to the very end he had nothing to do with the Gardner heist in spite of evidence to the contrary. So his overwhelming story in the mob, in organized crime, we'll say, in yep. organized crime before being complicit possibly in having the actual paintings, yep. he was living in Portland, Maine. At one point, yeah, this yeah. was all co- and, this was all covered, yeah, yeah. In, uh, Stole the pain, exactly. This is a robbery, right? So who was he? And this is a robbery. Was he in that? Was he in it? Was he physically one of the people they talked to? And this is a robbery. They talked to a lot of people they who talked were like, about like a, him. They talked about they him. They talked okay. about him. But I was just looking at the different reports that they've done on him, and this is think about this. We have scenes up in Portland, Maine, like on the coast, like rocky, craggly coast, where maybe he's standing and talking about getting these paintings with someone else on the coastline. You got got me there. You hooked me in there. And then you're down, and maybe the FBI is trying to ambush him in a diner in Saugus in the 1970s. The feds are going to get him there. Doesn't this sound like complete Oscar bait? Um, There's an atmosphere to it. What do you think, Arkan? Oscar bait? Uh, I haven't Oscar baited in a while. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Since last night. Um, there, there, there's something there. I mean, there's something to the story. The Isabella Stewart Museum uh, robbery is still one of the great unsolved mysteries. So, I mean, there's obviously yeah, going to be something there. I feel like we're now, just, we're, we're now fine-tuning this, our idea from the other week. No, 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 no but week. it's all about him yes. and his involvement in this. It's not about It's not about the robbery as much as it is about him. And, and you, you want can, more? You want the mob like angle to it more? What I like about it is there is a 1970s, 1980s, 1990s atmospheric quality where you're going up to Maine, you're going down to Connecticut, sure. you're in Saugus, you're in Lynn. You know, like think about the pantsuits. Yeah. Think about the big Saugus and cars. Lynn. Wow, wow. Is, uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to uh, you know Hilltop Steakhouse or something like that, uh, the holding court. So I uh, interesting. Like I Lord of the Rings. Think about the sideburns. <laughs> Yes. 
No, yeah, sure. You're telling me you wouldn't be into this. No, I'd probably watch it. That's probably, I mean, you don't go to the movies. I don't, but that's the kind of... The Arcan, second it made it on the cable, I'd probably watch it on a Saturday. If sure. you had Leonardo DiCaprio in this, would you see it? <laughs> Do I think Lynn in the 90s really had that same... That no, kind of Lynn so I, in the 70s in, the 70s, in a diner guess, yeah. with Leonardo DiCaprio with the wide-leg bell-bottom pantsuit So now we've cast DiCaprio. Sideburns. Okay, now we're getting somewhere if we're casting DiCaprio. That's Who else you got? Gosling? I don't know. Is Gosling ooh, I would, or is he a little too cheerful? I'd watch Gosling. Let's give him a grittier role. Let's get him into a let's get him into a grittier role. So I have a theory though on mob movies and why maybe maybe they're not what they they once were or they aren't as plentiful. Do you think now we have Oh, I don't know. Like do you think like cartel is now like something that's taken over where that's more a dominant theme it's a different in cinema it's a different genre of organized crime yes what you're saying? i'm wondering if that's shifted away from like a traditional mob movie to more of like a cartel it angle. might Narcos. be it yes. might be trendier it might be trendier right now but i guess i'm saying like you know it's okay to go back to the classics there's still material think, here that we haven't mined for the big just, screen let's just not stop short let's just remake the godfather let's just let's just remake the godfather no let's not do let's that let's do that starring timothy chalamet <laughs> Let's just remake as we're, Don Corleone. We're remaking everything. <laughs> I'm in on. I'm in on remaking the Godfather. Can we still work in '70s Sagas though? I feel like we, we got something I going on there. I want '70s Sagas at the Oscars. Okay, let's pull into this yes. pharmacy over here. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This new place called CVS. Who's like a hot young Italian actor we could get in this? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe somebody from White Lotus. Mm, I don't know. Sure. Who all you the, they were all girls. Yeah, girl heist. Oh, girl heist. Girl heist. I like Remake that. Remake the Godfather, but with women. Now we're talking like, those, like, like, like those really just like those busters. woke busters. The god, the god, the godmother. We just told the same joke, <laughs> and we're remaking it. It worked well for Ghostbusters. It did. I don't think it did. It worked terribly for Ghostbusters. Godmothers. I, I, godmothers. Godmothers. We've done it. Godmothers. Now we're thinking like Hollywood. Uh, that's Meg's planning. With Megan Adelini each and every day here on Jones and Mego with Arkham. We'll get back to your phone call, 617-779-7937. We'll do it next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.